You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the From the Shadows podcast. I am the producer, Jason Lewis. I would like to thank you for tuning in to the From the Shadows podcast. And without further ado, here is your host, Shane Grove. Hey, welcome everybody to uh, this week's Midweek Howl. Uh, Of course, I'm joined by uh, Jason, the super producer, and the Ozark Howler. How's it going, Howler? I tell you, if I got any better, I couldn't live with myself. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll take that. Good. I'll take that. In this in this day of uh, sheltering in place and uh, social distancing, you might only be able to live with yourself. Right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> My kids are tired of living with me. I assure you that. Ah. You know? Well, your son's only been—he's only been back for what? A Four, week? fifteen days. Fifteen days. He's out of. He's out, you know, they, Americans, they self quarantined, right? Which means they took his temperature, did a few checks there when he come, got off the flight at Chicago. And then he, he quarantined in my car for six and a half hours back to the house. And now he's been in the house for 14 days. Now the exchange student I had staying with me here, she went back to Taiwan and she has been in a hotel room at the airport for eight days. I mean, they mean it over there. You know, Americans quarantines kind of, you know, yeah. I, I yeah. don't know. You know what I mean? We just, <laughs> yeah. we just, we just, we just, we just, we just do it the way we want it, like everything else. So, yeah, oh yeah, I know. My parents are just, are, they're on their way back from, well, they got back tonight from Florida, being there since uh, probably the first of the year. My stepdad was ready to jump right back in the semi truck and do yeah. some trucking for the farm and, uh, I think my uh, brother-in-law said, "Ah, you're going to have to wait a little bit." You know. Well, you know, I don't. Why did he come back? It's still winter time. It's going to be cold this week. <laughs> uh, he, you know how farmers are. They're they're itching to get back to do something. Must be know? a tax break in it or something for him. No, no. <laughs> I, I don't know who told you that. I don't know who told you that. <laughs> That's right. You know, I. You know, I used to be a when I was a trooper. I was up in farm country, and. Uh, you know, ag stuff, they're exempt from so many things. And um, mainly, you know, tr- trucking rules because of ag products. But you're out there in the middle of nowhere. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Section yeah. on top of section on top of section of farms. 
and there's really no reason to get in accidents, but they do, you know, which <laughs> right. leads me, you know, I was going to, I told you guys pre-show that I was going to tell a hitchhiking story. They, they had a deal where we had to work midnight. It's 10 PM to 6 AM in the winter time in these rural, what they call rural zones. So you were out here in the absolute middle of nowhere, you know, November through February and in these small towns, everybody goes to bed at eight or nine o'clock in the wintertime, there's nothing going on yet. We were required to drive around and, you know, I don't catch somebody doing some promote traffic safety, whatever they said. So I'm driving down, down the road one day, four lane highway, just North of the interstate middle of nowhere. It's blowing snow and it's, it's between Christmas and new year's. So, but you know, I don't, you know, it's between Christmas and New Year's. So Christmas was a couple of days ago. New Year's is coming up and there's a guy walking, hitchhiking down the highway in this blowing snow midnight, whatever time it was. And with brand new Carhartt. So the thing I thought, first of all, he was odd that he was, there was even anybody out there. Second of all, it's dangerous to be out there in a blowing snow hitchhiking. And the third of us, when I pulled up and turned my flashers on, he had a brand new pair of boots and a brand new pair of Carhartts. Well, yeah, it was just Christmas. What do you expect? And, and yeah, well, yeah, I guess I should have thought that. Maybe that's what I did think that. So, so I jump out. I don't even know if I jump out. I think I just rolled the passenger side window down. That's back 25 years ago before everybody got scared. You know, now they don't, cops think everybody's going to shoot them. But back in them days, we gave people the benefit of the drought. And, and if it was cold, I wouldn't want to get out of the car anyway. So anyway, I put the window down. I said, hey, where are you going? And and he told me a town about 60 miles away, straight north of me. And I said, okay. I said, hey, man, you know, hop on in. I'll I'll, I'll start taking you that direction. And, you know, and I give him the spiel how hitchhiking was illegal, which I don't know if it was or not, but I always heard it growing up. So that's what I told him. But I asked him before, he, before we, <laughs> you know, I had a big fat blue book. I, I could look it up, but I didn't. Yeah, yeah, you hadn't got that far. You hadn't got yeah, that you know, far it's like always heard driving. Thing. My mom always said driving barefoot was illegal. <laughs> that's one of the things I asked when I was in the trooper academy. Is barefoot illegal? And they looked at me and said, what kind of hillbilly people? You know, if bare, if driving barefoot was illegal, you know, who would drive in West Virginia or South Missouri? <laughs> <laughs> Their roads would be empty. So I quit asking questions. But anyway, I mean, if, had, you can marry, was, if you can marry your sister, you ought to be able to drive barefoot. But hey, you know what they say? If if you ain't good enough for her family, who is? If <laughs> wait, how, how's that go? If your family's not good enough for you, who is? <laughs> ain't anyhow. So we had a policy that we were supposed to to, to run people's driver's license and run them for wants and warrants and see if they're wanted before we could give them a ride or you know when we had these interactions. And he was, this guy was being very respectful. So I asked him for his ID. Out comes the Department of Corrections prisoner ID. Which tells me why he's been so nice. Because if they've been handled, as, 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 the, as the illustrious producer understands, some of the old guys <laughs> have been around a little bit. They are very, because they don't want no problems. So he says he got out on like a bereavement leave. So anyway, of course, I run him. He gets a PMP, probation parole hit right out of the gate. He just got released. 
but he was a what they call interstate compact. So I think he was out of Arkansas or Oklahoma, but he had permission to be in Missouri. So essentially, they swap parolees is the way I understand it. So if 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 you're released in Oklahoma or one of these other states and you want to go back to your people and they're in Missouri, we take the Missouri people and they'll take the Oklahoma people or vice versa. So it was the interstate compact. And I don't remember. It wasn't like he was, I, you know, he wasn't Jack the Ripper or anything, but he had done 10, 12, 14 years and was getting out because his mom was the answer. So they release him. He gets on the road. He had a store. They gave him the print, the, Department of Corrections, they give him a new set of boots because I guess he was a good guy or whatever. So they basically give him new gray, a new gray uniform or whatever <laughs> and some new boots. And some Christians along the way had bought him these car hearts because it's wintertime. But I put him in the car and I said, hey, man, I, this is the deal. I'm going to start driving you north to the county line. There's what we call the zone line, which is the county line, too. You know, it's about, about 30 miles of his 60-mile journey. And I said, if the if if they don't call me between here and there, you know, I'll, I'll take you up there. But if I get a call, I'm gonna have to stop the car. You got to get out, dude. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Way up or sixty some miles. I tell him, good inmate. He found the Lord in prison, and that was water under the bridge. And he, you know, he wasn't a bad old guy. And I, I ended up taking him since it was Christmas time. And everything. I took him the whole 61, 62 miles, whatever it is, all the way to his dying mother's house. What do you think of that? 1030 at night. You're just 11. quite the individual. Well, I don't know. I have a, I have a soft spot for hitchhikers. Because I'll tell you what, when I first started my law enforcement career, I worked for an old kind of southern sheriff, if you would. Now, he was educated. He had a master's degree and could play piano. But deep down, he really wanted to be Buford Pusser. And when he had seen hitchhikers, <laughs> he he would see when he seen hitchhikers, he had he'd roll up there and he'd want you to take him just like the old sayings, you know, across the county line. You know, he'd want you to take him across the county line, dump him in the next county or whatever. So as a cop I picked up a lot of hitchhikers and stuff and yeah. And uh you know, I don't know if I should tell this story, but I'm going to. <laughs> So, as a young deputy, before I was a patrolman, I picked up several hitchhikers. I just got in the habit. You know, you're the cops. You roll up. You check them once and once. You bring them to the county line. Well, I had the, the odd part about getting into law enforcement is and not just law enforcement, adulthood. You know how as you grow up, you hang out with different people. You know what I mean? As the arc of life takes on. The people you used to hang out with might not be the people you hang out with now. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It it, it seems like it should make sense, but I'm still hanging out with the judge. And, you know, <laughs> I'm waiting for that arc to. There's always to that exception, out. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, I, I I was I was a deputy, and you know, and I as I, as things change, you quit going to. First of all, you got to work a lot of nights and weekends. So people think, well, they say they say stuff like, well, you're too good for us now. No, it's just I got to work every dang weekend now or three weekends a month or whatever. So I got invited down here, and there's a place called in Herman, Missouri. Every year they have a MyFest in May and an Oktoberfest, you know, big German town. And I had a friend of mine that said, hey, we're, we're getting together a bunch of guys. 
you know, a bunch of people to go down to this, go down to Herman for the weekend or not a weekend. It was a day, like a day trip, you know? And I, I was, I was, I always drove Suburbans. I still, you know, up until a month ago, I had, I've had a Suburban for the last 25 years of some variants, but back in the nineties, I had real, you know, the kind of single Suburban single guys have jacked up with big tires. Okay. So I got invited to go to this MyFest deal, but I had, that's the way it works when you drive Suburbans. You get invited to a lot of things, but you have to drive. Yeah. So I go yeah. down to this deal. I, you know, I'm like 22, 23. I don't know. I'm not I, early 20s. I go down to this deal. I, I got two or three guys I went to high school with. And there's a half a dozen girls that I just met. I don't know anybody. I don't know any of the girls, really. I know the dudes. So we go down this town, Herman, and, and, some of these girls get sloppy drunk. And I don't know if you know what the term sloppy drunk means where you're from, but where I'm from and back in the nineties <laughs> that I think it's the same. I think it's, it's the terrible. same room. It's terrible. And they had been needling me because I'm not a drinker. They had been needling at, you know, sometimes when you're a non-drinker and you're on drinkers, they, they take up, they, they take some kind of offense to that. You're better than me. You're too good. You're shaking your head. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, so, amen. I know. Sometimes I know. they take some, they, you know, so they take an offense. And the longer the day went, the couple of these, and I know it's hard for me to tell you these girls, if you will, early 20s girls, they just had a problem with me. And they messed with me. And now they rode down there with me. Okay. And they messed with me. And they messed with me. And it's time, time to leave. They all got in this rock. And... They could kind of tell I was not really upset, but I was just, I was tired of them. You know what I mean? They had nothing to offer me and they just, you know, so for some reason it came out, not really came out. They thought I was upset because I wanted gas money or something. So these people, they take up this collection. I don't know how much money it was. But up front here, they pass up a handful of, of money. And this is back when 30, 40 bucks was money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Gas was a dollar a gallon sort of thing. And I just told him, I said, I don't want your effing money. And I rolled the window down and threw it out. And they <laughs> oh, went berserk and called it their money. Okay? They called it their money. And I said, it's not your money. It's my money. You gave it to me, so you relinquished it. You know, it's my money. And as I'm having this argument, we crest the hill, and there's a guy with his thumb out. And now he's got a thumb out. In his other hand, he's got a pair of fishing poles. Now, and a guitar on his back. <laughs> and you, when you run across a man with a guitar back and on his back and two fishing poles, you 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 got to pick him up. You just got to. <laughs> so I hogged that thing over to the, and the whole time they were going and I, and I actually passed him by and they were, cause I said, I'm getting him. And I started hitting the brakes and they were all these, these, these sloppies in the back that were mad. They instantly forgot about their money that I tossed out the window. And they were, they, they kind of heckled him a little bit. And I said, I'm getting him. 
and I had to back up on the shoulder about 150 yards. And the whole time they're going, no, you're going to, he's going to drive away. He's going to drive away. There's no way he's going to let this guy in the back seat. There's no way he's going to let this. And he, he walked up to the window and I put the back cause it's all power, you know, Chevy suburban Silverado. So I put the back passenger window down and I said, Hey man, I'll give you a ride, but you got to get in the back because the front seat's got buckets with a console. So, now he's jacking around. He's got two fishing poles and a guitar. He doesn't know <laughs> what he's going to do. I said, well, just try to put him in the back. So they got this stranger in him, and his fishing poles were put together. So like six, seven feet long or whatever. So he opens the double back doors on this suburban, and these fishing poles are swinging around these drunks' heads. You know what I mean? And, and they don't know what to do. And <laughs> I tell him, just take them apart. So he finally gets all this stuff in the back. Okay. But. He wants to hold his guitar. So some gals in the middle jump to the third seat with some dudes that are back there because they, nobody wants to sit by him. He's a freaking hitchhiker, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Walking down a damn country road. So he hops up in the passenger side back seat, and he's got his guitar with the neck up, you know, like you'd, like you'd hold a, I don't know, like you'd hold an M16 in the back of a Humvee or something, mm-hmm. you know? And... Of course, nobody wants to sit by him, and he smells like he's been drinking a little bit. And he's he wasn't you know he wasn't all tat he wasn't didn't look like a criminal. He just looked like a you know dude in his early thirties or whatever. So we start going down the road, and of course I put the windows up and turn the air on a little bit so I can hear a story. And I'm tr- I'm carrying conversation on where are you headed. I don't know. I'm really wanting to go to Lake Ozark, and I want to do some fishing. And you know he seemed a good old boy. He's going to do some fishing and some songwriting. And all right. And, yeah, I mean, it's right. I mean, this guy has the next Leonard Skinner right here or something, right? <laughs> you never know. Who knows? No, it goes it goes, it goes, goes full-on Johnny Paycheck pretty quick because <laughs> that's it all. He just got out of jail. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. I said, what are you doing in jail? Oh, it's bullshit. You know how it is. And I said, yeah, I know how. Of course, you don't know I'm a cop. You know, mm-hmm. I said, how it is. I said, what do they allege you did? And he said, hell. I shot this fucker. <laughs> and, of course, when he says shot that fucker, they wanted to – now they're scared. You, know, <laughs> you, got these, you, got suburban, you got these suburban middle-class white girls, sloppy drunk. They you know, they they never dreamed. They never seen a hitchhiker until they just ones in the truck. <laughs> you know, he shot somebody. <laughs> yeah, he shot somebody. And I forgot who he shot, but the bottom line was – he was he he had he he didn't know if he wanted to go to the lake because he didn't know he's facing twenty five years he said twenty five years to life or something you know how it is but mom mom hocked the house to the courthouse so he could get out of jail you know post to use the property as a bond right. and at first he was going to run away but now he didn't know if he's going to and 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 he just wanted to go down there and do a little fishing first and then he really could, he'd like to run to Mexico but he didn't want to because then mom would lose her house and. So for 60 miles, of course, we're driving for half a mile, out a little bit, and he can smell the liquor, you know? Yeah. And he knows there's a cooler in the back, and it's theirs, not mine. And it's my fest. It's Herman thing. They got a bunch of wineries there, so they got all these bottled wine and stuff. I say, hey, man, you don't want to drink, do you? Oh, you know, I'm not supposed to. It's one of the one of my conditions to be out. I said, they got some wine in the back. I'm sure them girls will get you some. I said, get him. A, I forgot what his name, Pete or something. I said, hey, why don't y'all get Pete here a bottle of wine or something? And they were so scared they got it out. They couldn't get it in fast enough. 
I, you know, he rode about 45 miles and got to our age. And I said, hey, man, you're going to have to get out, dude. Sorry, this is where we get off. You know, can I hang out with you? And I said, nah, the law around here is too steep. I mean, you probably better get on, ahead and get on out. Yeah. So, so what happened to old Pete? You ever find out? Uh, he put the guitar on his back and started walking. i tell you, that's what he did. I'll tell you another good hitchhiking story. This is where I was a hitchhiker. I'm with this undercover cop, and we'd went up to this bar in St. Louis for something. I don't remember what the deal was. And I had a, it doesn't matter. I had a pickup. I used to be a truck guy, and I had this Z71 pickup. And this is the early 90s when they were they were new. And it had a problem sometimes with the transmission. And I had it supposedly fixed. It, but it was one of the friendly deals because my brother worked at a Chevy dealership. So it's like. You don't want to pay big big bills, so they're going to fix it on the down low, but they don't really fix it because you're really not a paying customer. So they just half-ass, that's what we call it. So we're coming back from East from East St. Louis. I don't think we were in East St. Louis. We were straight St. Louis. And my my and this is back when you some people had a bag phone. Some people had that brick phone. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. he was an undercover guy, so he had the brick, and I had the bag. The problem is when the truck broke down, we didn't have nobody to call because nobody else had a cell phone. The only people that had cell phones were cops, okay? We're in the truck together. So we're sitting there going, God, what are we going to do? I don't know what we're going to do. And we're on Interstate 70 in Missouri, and I'm sure Interstate 70 is kind of like you guys got 70 back in Ohio. It's nothing to be messing around with. You know what I mean? And we're sitting there in this van that looks like a cross between the A-Team van and the Flintstone, or not the Flintstone, but the, who's the? Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo van. It rolls the, up. The mystery machine, right? The, the front passenger seat is is vacant. Now, my, the, my buddy's with me. He's an undercover guy, so he got ponytail. I mean, he, he looks to look, right? Guy puts the passenger side window down. You guys need a lift? Where are you headed to? Well, we're I mean, headed westbound. And and we had, my buddy looks at me and says, well, you know, we can take it to Kingdom City, and then we're 30 minutes from home. We know a bunch of cops that will drive over there and pick us up. You know what I mean? That at least gets us into the, near the, the, the county he works in, which adjoins the county I work in. You know what I mean? So we get there, we'd be at home free, right? Right. So we said, yeah. He said, well, hop on in. And. We go into open the my buddy went to open the back passenger because I'm the bigger of the two. I'm gonna sit in the front. My when my buddy goes open the back passenger side, the passenger side van. You know how they slide open on full size vans. The guy says, "No, man, both y'all need to sit up here." And you know it's a van. There ain't nothing up there but a hall. There's two bucket seats and like a doghouse. And he's got a you know like one of them little six pack blue coolers there. You know he says you can sit on the cooler. And when I open the Hey, when I opened that door and dome light come on, the back was full of Mexicans. Probably 15, 18. <laughs> oh, my this goodness. Back. <laughs> this is back when 15 or 18 Mexicans was was a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of cowered down a little bit, you know. My buddy jumps in. Because we had we had looked at each other like, should we even, should we even get in this van? But, we both got guns. You know, my buddy's undercover. He's got a gun. I got a gun because that's what we did back in them days. So here we are rolling down the road. He's sitting on the cooler, truck full of Mexicans, and <laughs> they had done a bunch of construction work. And we had drove through on the on the on the eastbound tie and going to St. Louis. And we're coming back, so they had to 
the four lanes, you know how they'll run it down to get it down to two lanes. So it's coned up mm -hmm. uh, the one side is over to the other side and runs down. But as you're going, it's nighttime and construction size. So there's like, there's like 25 yellow lighted dump trucks or construction sites, but like one cop car on the end. Mm -hmm. So when they seen all them lights, it was fight or flight. All those, you know, I don't want to say Mexican, all those Hispanic misplaced. <laughs> I understand. Back. You, better, you better just stick to Mexicans, right? Than... <laughs> well, I don't know who your audience is, so I don't want to mess y'all's audience up. I don't want to cost y'all no viewers. But, but So we had 20 of them in the back, and they didn't know. And as they're slowing down, the slower we're getting, I'm thinking they're going to start bailing out. I mean, it's going to look like D Normandy and D-Day. That slide door's going to slide open, and <laughs> the door go. Or something, they're gonna start. Pop and I gotta kind of soothe them to the uprising, you know. As he's trying to tell them it's just construction. We mean, I said it's just construction or yellow lights. Don't worry about it. I said that one cop sitting there, he can't go nowhere because he's just if he leaves, he he won't be there for him to see. You know, he's like for decoration. And then the whole time I'm telling this guy, he's got to relay it to the his and, and you know he translates to the back, and and. Uh, there we are, sliding through this thing, 15, 18 miles an hour. And every time there was another set of, you know, another truck with the lights, the first, the first three behind me, they were in the hot seat. They wanted to bail. They wanted to bail. And I had to <laughs> smooth them. And the whole time I'm thinking, oh, my God, what am I going to do if we get pulled over? Because <laughs> we're going to be in this truck. Next. Ain't no way they're going to believe me and Rob. That's the job. Right? You know, they're going to. They are gonna figure he's on the take or we're some kind of mules or, you know, because that you read back then that didn't happen but as much or you don't think it did. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think we we're mule in Mexico. I can see it already. You know. <laughs> no. Wow. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, a final word. Please visit us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash from the shadows podcast and on our Instagram page at Instagram.com forward slash from the shadows podcast. You can visit our webpage at from the shadows podcast dot go daddy sites dot com or contribute to our Facebook discussion page called after the shadows and tweet us on our Twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash podcast underscore from. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to hearing from you all. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs> God only knows what's hiding in our shadows God only knows what's hiding in our
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.